you have your business and your home, and your home always has to be ready to receive those children. They're not just working those traditional hours, like Kaylee said. They're having to do additional cleaning to meet standards for KDHE in the background and making sure that home is ready to welcome those children that next day. And so there's a lot of different layers of stress that come with that. The first opportunity in a child care provider professional development series is coming up October 26th in Hayes. I'm Becky Kaiser with Hayes Post and Eagle Radio News. I'll be talking with Kaylee Connor of High Plains Mental Health Center and Sarah Wassinger of the Hayes Chamber on this episode of the Post Podcast. On October 26th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Rose Garden, we're going to have a professional development session focusing on stress, building resilience, self-care, um, and other topics kind of related to mental health, resilience, and the field of child care providers. That is very important. It's easy to forget about yourself when you're dealing with all those little ones and their needs. And it's easy to just uh, forget about that and how important the self-care is. And you also talk about the stress that comes along with it. I'm sure uh, not only with, again, with dealing with, with children and how important that is, but the industry itself has been a tough industry. And we know we don't have enough workers. So people are stretched thin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, child care providers typically work pretty long hours because they're trying to be there to allow guardians to get to work on time and then whenever that shift ends. And so work-life balance might be a little extra challenging for this particular profession. And so that's something we want to be sensitive to and aware of and, and bring to the table as, as part of that conversation. Um, child care providers also are typically very caring people. They want to care. They want to serve. They love children. So not only are we talking about a profession that's very difficult and taxing work physically in terms of long hours and, you know, actual heavy lifting and all of that, um, but it also becomes emotional work very often. And I think, too, you know, when you have your business and your home and your home always has to be ready to receive those children they're not just working those traditional hours, like Kaylee said. They're having to do additional cleaning to meet standards for KDHE and the background and making sure that home is ready to welcome those children that next day. And so there's a lot of different layers of stress that come with that. And not only does the child care worker have to adhere to the state regulations, but they're working with the not only the kids, but the kids' guardians, as you said, Kaylee. And the, everybody has a different opinion on how my child should be treated or taken care of and that sort of thing. And that's a little delicate balancing act in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing we were asked to talk about specifically um, was how child care providers can recognize if there might be some behavioral health challenges in the kiddos that they may be serving. Um, so how to be aware of that, how to recognize that. Um, and if it becomes necessary, how to also then communicate those concerns with the with the guardians, with the parents in an effective manner that is still going to be respectful and caring, um, but effective, because that can be a very difficult conversation to have um, if these aren't conversations that you're that you're always having. Do you think, Kaylee, child care workers, do they feel like they have the time to take care of themselves? Or is it something that, you know, once in a while you have to put yourself first? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think that honestly, most adults in most professions I have found when I talk about self-care, I get some eye rolls and some heavy <laughs> sighs um, because we just really struggle with that, with this notion that we deserve a little bit of time on our own calendar. 
Um, and so we're going to hopefully do some myth busting about self-care, about how it does not have to be expensive. It does not have to be super time consuming, that there are practical small things we can do throughout the day to make self-care a part of our schedule, regardless of what that schedule looks like. And this is actually, as we mentioned, the first uh, for the task force in a professional development series. What is it meant by professional development? What, where, what else do we do with this information? Um, so this training has been approved by KDHE for 1.5 credit hours. Um, so this training will actually count toward their continuing education requirements that child care providers have to complete every year. And they're required to do 16 hours of training to keep that certification. So this will give them extra space, too, to spend time with one another and just really share those best practices and maybe have that time to um, share those challenges and um, have that safe space to have that conversation. I think that's probably very important and very helpful to talk with people who've been there, done that, and know exactly what you're talking about, the experiences that you've had. Will you continue to do the professional development, Sarah? Yes. So um, Kaylee obviously is going to give us kind of that first great glimpse into um, the professional development series. And then our thought process is the night of the event, we'll have some note cards around the tables and we really want to hear from providers what type of content is helpful for them. What would they like to see in that January professional development series then? And so we'll kind of take that data, we'll collect that, and try to um, reach out to the next um, person who can help lead and guide and facilitate that next workshop. Oh, that's a good idea. We also want to point out that the Child Care Provider Month program starting this month in October, and we're proud to say that Hayes Post has a fun contest that is in, in regards to that where people can, you know, let's sh give a shout out to our child care providers. They're so important. Yes, so the Schmidt Foundation is actually the catalyst for us being able to do not just the professional development series, but also this new child care provider of the month program. They're um, giving us a grant to help uh, facilitate those um, opportunities for our community, but you hit the nail on the head. So uh, you can actually go to hayespost.com now, and then there is a uh, ad that is rotating on there. You can click on that and submit your child care provider nomination. I think it's as simple as putting the first and last name of the provider. You have to share the phone number of the provider so they could be reached out to if they're selected. And uh, really just kind of a paragraph that shares why you're nominating that child care provider. We talk about how important of a position and uh, job this is. Um, and it's really just a point of elevating them as a profession and giving them some recognition for the hard work that they put in every day. And the professional development fits right into that. It sure does. Now, let's talk a little bit about, I know that this has been one of the things that the uh, task force has been trying to do is to increase the number of providers, uh, decrease the, the need number of spaces needed for children. And we have seen some good growth recently. We have. So when we started this conversation back in September of 2021, the need for spots in our community was just a little bit over 700. And I was able to visit the Child Care Aware of Kansas website uh, last week, Friday, and the headcount that they had provided at that time um, for spots that still needed to be open was 489. Now, mind you, Child Care Aware of Kansas does a wonderful job connecting with all providers and centers um, throughout the year. Um, it's by phone calls that they have with those providers. They're asking questions like, how many children are you currently serving? What's your maximum preferred capacity? Because licensure allows them to see more children sometimes, but they may not always have as many children in their care as what they're licensed to provide care for. And so this is just good information that we're able to utilize 
we are fully aware at this point in time that many of the spots that need to be opened are specifically focused on infant care and um, making sure that we have a means to provide care for the young children. And so um, some of the things we've been working on in the background are writing letters of support um, to our local um, federal legislators and helping them work on behalf of our um, child um, and adult uh, food program and helping make sure that the reimbursement rates are a little bit more attractive for providers. There was a change in the reimbursement rates this past year that has um, made it um, detrimental for some of our providers Mm. because they're not making as much money being reimbursed for the food. And obviously, we're all aware that when you go to the grocery store, those totals just keep continuing to increase. Yes. There have been some specific places that have expanded their programs. I can think of Holy Family Elementary has more uh, room for preschoolers now. That's right. And HaysMed just opened up their center not too long ago, just a few weeks ago, actually. So So great progress. Yes, good news there. Well, Sarah, let's talk about some other things that the chamber is busy doing. You're involved and have your fingers in so many things. You have a busy week ahead. Give us some of the highlights. So October has happened, and I'm telling you what, tomorrow is going to be a busy day. We have several things on the calendar. So at 10 a.m., we hope you can join us for a ribbon cutting to celebrate the 30th anniversary for Golden Plains Credit Union. And then at noon tomorrow, our Hayes Young Professionals will have their connection lunch at the venue at Thirsty's. It's Bring Your Boss to Lunch Day. And Kelly Lewis, the HYP Advisory Council Chair, will be giving kind of a year in review of the progress that that great group has made this year. And then we'll have our board of directors meeting tomorrow at 3.30 at the Welcome Center. And then um, definitely want to make sure people save time on the calendar tomorrow from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., the Fall Election Forum at Beach Schmidt Performing Arts Center will be held on FHSU campus. And we'll be covering that. Yes. And so make sure you submit your questions for that to Sarah at HaysChamber.com by today. That way we can try to get those to the moderators in advance. And then our registration deadline for the AI content generation workshop we talked about last week is going to be October 24th. And then October 18th, we are having Um, Our regional board of directors training offered free from the Chamber of Commerce Executives of Kansas. Lunch is included. That will start at 1030 and go to 1 o'clock and be held at the Rose Garden Banquet Hall and Catering. And then October 19th, we'll have a prospective child care provider meeting at the Welcome Center at 530 p.m. We'll have folks from Child Careware of Kansas, KDHE, Casido, and then the Northwest Kansas Economic Innovation Center for Improvement will all be on hand to provide resources for those providers. And then October 20th, we'll finish the week with our chamber chat with the USD 49 Foundation for Educational Excellence for their upcoming Project 49 Dinner Show and Auction. That will be at the Unrhyne Building on Ellis County Fairgrounds. And then last but not least, our ambassador group will meet for their lunch at 1130 at Rose Garden to have their elections. You have also a couple of new members who have joined the chamber recently. We do. So um, this group of ladies um, is known formerly as the Wonder Woman League. And they have rebranded themselves to be Women Who Lead. You might have caught their uh, chamber chat and ribbon cutting last week, Friday. Um, If not, feel free to go to the Facebook page to do that. And then we're also excited to welcome Expert Appliance Repair. Now you can take a big breath. I'm tired just listening to you. (laughs) Well, well, you think this week's fun? Next week's even more fun. Next week will be even more fun. (laughs) But this is interesting that the uh, not only back to the child care and uh, the group that is working so hard on this, you're you're visiting with current providers and people like Kaylee coming in to talk about how to help themselves, help others. But you also are working with people who might want to get into the industry and find out more about that. And that'll be on, as you said, 530 on the 19th. 
some uh, resources for people who are thinking about it. And is it tough to get into child care? There are a lot of regulations I know that people talk about. Yes, you do have to check a lot of boxes to make sure that that happens. And um, just um, want to make it as easy as possible for people to get connected with those resources. It's really challenging to navigate that system at times. I know they're working on a website to kind of bring all those resources together to make it a little bit easier to start that journey. That's a good idea. Kaylee, do you have any final piece of advice for people who are in child care about self-care? What's, what's the best thing that they could do for themselves? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. And uh, I would encourage, you know, all of the child care providers to come out to the event later this month and to kind of learn more about that. Um, and we'll go over some of the, again, those practical ways where we can work to take better care of ourselves. Because the reality is if we're not taking care of ourselves, at some point we're not able to care for others the way that we would want to do that. So it really does matter. 